to say Birdemic is one of our favorite movies. One of the most notable bad movies of all time. Yes. The Room is one of our favorite movies, but I don't think Birdemic is. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have genuine affection for The Room. We don't have very much for Birdemic. No. We did our very first cast with The Room, and that one we talked about Birdemic. Since then, Birdemic 2, The Resurrection, what is it? The Resurrection or The Redemption? Resurrection. There was no redemption here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Birdemic 2, The Redemption. So it required a lot more than a simple addendum. This is a full-on lost tapes. Yes, it is. One day after work, I was just struck with the notion that, hey, I want to check out Birdemic 2. I don't know if I really want to, but I kind of do. So I downloaded it and sent a message to my podcasting partner over here. Hello. <laughs> with a screenshot that said, you have just given money to James Wynn. Thank you for supporting him. And I sent him that screenshot and said, what am I doing? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so yeah, we actually, we actually did pay for this film. It has to be noted. Even though it's a bad independent film, we do support independent film. But, yeah, some background on Birdemic. Some, uh, what are some things we have to hit on before we dive into this? It's probably the most incompetent film I've ever seen. It, it really is. M- Mr. Wynn, he, I think the idea behind Birdemic 2, he wanted to make a self-aware sequel. Like, a, I'm in on the joke, guys. You know, I get that I made a terrible movie. And uh, this is my nod to that. This is my... My prodding of my original film. That was the idea. The execution. Let's be clear. James Wynn was not in on the joke even remotely. <sighs> Jesus Christ, no. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I still say the poster is pretty badass. And I would I would definitely buy that poster and hang it on my wall. The poster's awesome. I will grant you that. Yeah. For one, it doesn't have clip art birds on it. Yeah, I know. It's really kind of awesome seeing real, living, sentient birds. Yeah. And I, and I should note, for those who are curious about what's going on with my voice, well, I was screaming without mercy yesterday. Mm-hmm. I will let everybody decide if that's a joke or not, but <laughs> it's 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 not, so. So yeah, you'll have to bear yeah. with me. I'm a little hoarse today, but damn it, I yeah. needed to answer the call. Uh, we both will be screaming at the film, so, you know, it'll it'll be appropriate. Yes, it will be. It will be. <laughs> and I should explain, just to be clear, I was in a car accident yesterday, so. Yeah. So so that's, that's what's going on, is I, I'm still in a little bit of a recovery mode from that, so. Yeah. 
But yeah, should we dive in? I think we should. I just want to say a few things about Birdemic before we get to it. Just the first one. All right. The first one is a bad movie that, as we mentioned, we don't have any affection for it. I don't. I don't. I don't own it. I'm never going to own it. I'm probably never going to watch it again as far as I need to. I have the riff tracks and that's it. Yeah. I don't have any real affection for it. I admit that I paid to rent it. Yeah. I mean, I did pay to rent it. I... I don't know how to describe it. It's a terrible motion picture. It's unwatchable is the problem. It is an it is. utterly unwatchable motion picture. But I still feel like if you're a film buff, you need to see it. On some level, I still feel like you need to see Birdemic. It's a study. It's a study. That's what it is. It's a study on everything you should not do while making a film. Oh, yeah. I do believe that this was actually, like, the first film was actually shot on film, even though it looks like terrible video. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah. What a waste. I mean, it's just one of those movies. Everything that you can get wrong, he gets wrong. And I I will give it this. The first half is actually somewhat entertaining as a bad romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The characters are incredibly thin, and he makes some fascinating mistakes. I mean, he makes some amazing mistakes in it, and it's something you're never going to see again. So, on that grounds, it's definitely worth a watch for that reason. Yeah. But once the Birdemic starts, it actually gets boring. That's the funny thing. You would think that the clip art bird, birds would be hilarious. No, it actually gets boring when the clip art birds show up. Yeah, how do you fuck that up? I mean... It's just a whole lot of the same thing over and over. Yeah, it's birds attack, they shoot at them, they die. And, and coat hangers, of course. Yeah, and coat hangers, and random people show up and tell them how it's all their fault. And bird acid. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you totally messed up the planet, even though you installed sulfurs on your house and, and uh, saw an inconvenient truth. Yeah. It's um, totally your fault, guys. Just so that we're clear, the happening has nothing on Birdemic. <laughs> no shit no no i will give birdemic to this he did improve some things we'll get we'll get to that in the post discussion yeah. but yeah birdemic 2 is watchable birdemic 2 is watchable is it better mm. well in that respect yeah but in most cases in most things no it's not let's better. not get ahead of ourselves we've got a fun riff to do we do we do we'll get to all that after but Jesus. <laughs> Let's rip and tear. Chill Productions. No, I refuse to chill. Wonderful music. Did, did the original even have music? Yes, it did. You blocked it. Oh. But. Nope. Nothing says bird horror like poppy stock music. 
I gotta give Wynn credit. He doesn't go for the same thing he did with the original. The first one started with interminable driving. This is interminable walking. Ooh. Because, you know, is saving gas. Yeah. So I guess that's a character arc. I guess. Redemic 2, The Resurrection. That's the worst rap album name ever. Man, I think the cameraman has Tourette's. I love how this guy isn't aware he's on film. <laughs> nope. Blissfully unaware. Yes! Police siren! We get it! Yes! L.A. We get it! Yes! I get it! L.A. is a shithole! Next point. Is that... Is, is that billboard blurred out? It is! Holy shit! This is a film! It's worth noting, that's the only billboard that's blurred out. Really? Jesus. What, was the billboard for a porno? Are they in a red light district? No. And hey look, there's another one. <laughs> Ooh, the happy ending bar and grill, huh? Speaking of pornos... Never seen this scene before. A high blatant opening line duplicate. Double bubble, you're damned right we paid to get in Birdemic 2. Thanks. Can I get some drink? Yeah, I'll take a picture of Budweiser with two glasses. I have a friend coming. No, no you Thanks. don't. Don't cover. Also a picture of warm bud. Mmm. Excuse me, miss? Yes? This may be a coincidence, but you remind me of someone I used to know. Really? What a coincidence. You wouldn't mind telling me who you are. Oh, my name's Gloria. Hi, Gloria. Jesus, this is identical. Are you an actress? Yeah. I knew it. There's a movie star beauty about you. Porn. She's in porn. How come I've never heard of you? An unknown actress in L.A.? Well, no. I'm still one of those struggling actresses. I haven't made my big movie break yet. But I do a lot of low-budget indie films in hopes that that'll get me discovered. With a look like yours, I'm sure one of these days you'll be discovered and make it big. I'm a movie director. Great! And I'm directing this movie called Sunset Dreams. I really think you should... An unknown actress, a director, a place called The Happy okay, Ending. Cue porn well, music. Give me a call and I'll get the casting director to set you up with an audition. Great. Okay, I was going to say the sound design improved, but I can't tell if all this is intentional or not. It is better. 
see you yeah, again. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? About five years or so? Yeah. Oh, uh, this is my girlfriend, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Nice to meet you. Yes. Hey, they're back. Hey. You know, last time I saw you was at your Sundance premiere movie Four Seasons, which, by the way, swept Sundance. Oh, we had so much fun. Oh, man. I was so drunk, and I was wasted at the after party. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a director, directing talk. Some of Hollywood's greatest films are indies. It's been all downhill since it's insane. Don't worry about it. Just keep at it, man. Trust me. Something good will come your way. I hope so. Gratuitous high five. Movies, yeah! Yeah! These two high-tech uh, startup companies, NCT Software and Mass Solar. Good for you. Let's toast to that. Yes, to success. To success. Did you get a chance to read my script? Yeah, I did. So what did you think? You know, maybe Sunset Dreams will be your comeback movie. <sighs> Sunset Dreams. Yeah, you know, that's the title. Yep. But I know how to read, and I like your story. I'm glad you like it. You know, my favorite movies about Hollywood are Sunset Boulevard and A Star is Born. But these are two movies made from the studios. There's never been a movie made from the indie perspective. <clears throat> Living in Oblivion. <clears throat> Super eight. <clears throat> producer and so on. To get that elusive Hollywood movie break. And that's why Sunset Look at Moore. She looks like she's at a drunken proctologist. So, uh, how much money do you need? A million dollars. Wow, that much? Well, a million dollars is really considered an ultra-low budget by Hollywood standards. You know what? I want to finance your movie, but with one condition. What? Anything? You have to put my girlfriend Natalie and my adopted son Tony in the film. Sure, you got it. Thanks. Is she, is she broadcasting the news from an opera hall? Yes, as a matter of fact, she is. Requiring all possible causes to the deaths, speculation that it could be lightning, storms, and government testing. On the uh, bird apocalypse that she's talking about, it was fireworks. Fireworks caused the bird apocalypse. The color of the rain has turned red. Hmm, LA. Hmm, yes. This needs a jaunty tune. It's okay, honey. Drop an F-bomb. Fucking right. And five years? She hasn't given up if she's been at it for five years. Yeah. It's gonna happen for you. I know it. I mean, I would not be surprised if someday there were a star for you on the Hollywood star Walk of Fame. Shit. The Walk of Fame star is Tippi Hedren. They did not. Of course they did. Holy fuck. 
And the audio's back. Sunset dreams and don't get it. I will give you a thousand dollars to help you go home. Do we have a deal? Business beeping machines. Because Apple products totally beep. There's this hot chick Kim in the script, right? So where are the topless chicks? Right, where are the sex scenes? I don't see anything in here. And there's no fight scenes, there's no blood, there's no guts. But guys, listen, Sunset Dreams, it's not all about the pain, boobs, and blood. <laughs> Stupid Hollywood. They just like tits and explosions. Sunset Dreams. It's a good story. However, it's a risky investment. But you paid your dues. And I think Sunset Dreams can be your big comeback movie in Hollywood. So uh, we decided to invest one million dollars in your movie. Oh, oh, oh. They're investing one million dollars. Okay, Wynn, it's not cute anymore. We know that you know how stupid the million dollars line was. Uh, look, it's not in on the joke if you just make the same one without commenting on it. I mean, look at Gremlins 2. Yeah, this is not that movie. Noises. Sound design. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, his license plate says director. That's cute. And get to know her a little bit. She has the right attitude to make it in the movie business, and I really think she'd do great as Kim in Sunset Dreams. Yeah, but I thought Natalie auditioned well too. Yeah, but um, Gloria does have more experience in acting as you can see from her audition. Hi, Gloria. Yes. It's Bill from Sunset Boulevard Pictures. Oh, hi. I have good news. Yes? We're offering you the lead role of Kim. <gasps> How wonderful! Yes, I would love to play Kim in Sunset Dreams. Awesome. Now, intercourse me. This could be your breakthrough role into Hollywood. You know, your elusive Hollywood movie break. Yes. How about lunch tomorrow to celebrate your first major movie role? Um, is this a pickup? No, not at all. It's strictly business. Intercourse me! Okay, where? How about Foul City? On the corner of Sunset La Brea, around one. Okay, great. Sounds good, see you then. Bye. Bye. Uh, I'll give the director credit. He shows his character saying bye on the phone. Lots of movies, lots of characters in movies don't. Yes, but that's just an excuse to pad the running time. Yeah, true. Tell me a little more about yourself. I'm from San Francisco. I've always wanted to be an actress, and I 
I hope Wynn knows that the background noise isn't supposed to near drown out the dialogue. I have a scary feeling he thinks this is better. Faces sprouted sunglasses. We couldn't afford Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga, but enjoyed this Equate brand take. can smell sexing a mile away, don't fool us. Hey! The birds aren't clip art! This is an improvement! Yes, I'm seeing it too. <sighs> okay, I take it back. That is worse than clip art birds. This is a Max Headroom jellyfish. Jellyfish don't stop. I, I, I can't. I can't either. Say that ten times fast. How did she know what size it was? Please, we need an ambulance now. A woman has been stung on the beach. What happened to her? I don't know, something about a giant jumbo jellyfish. Please, we need an ambulance now. And jellyfish stings don't bleed. You get a rash. I know, I've had one. Clip art ambulance. Because ambulances are so hard to afford. Yep, 
you can make a movie on a million dollars. Or twenty dollars, whichever. That scene sure affected the film. I'd say they wanted to get in a Jaws reference with that, but why? Padding! Hey, Mornon clip art birds! Now never mention birds to me again. Uh, eagles and vultures. How old do you think they are? Real old. Real old. I wish Susan could have been here to see this bird skeleton. But she got a disease from that fish that Rod cooked. Wait, what? 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 No, 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 no. Explain that. Are you not going to? Hey, that's Dr. Jones. Who's Dr. Jones? Oh, someone I recently met. Oh. Hey, Dr. Jones! Shh. I need to be alone with my bridge. It's okay, bridge. And the film jumps along to this guy again. Hi, nice seeing you all again. Well, the birds that I have are uh, way too large and dangerous for you to play with, okay? So, how about a small one? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll send you some lovebirds. Lovebirds! Fuck! Come on! Look, we get, you know, we know, you copied the birds. Okay? It's not cute anymore. Did you know that birds are the descendants of dinosaurs? As a matter of fact, uh, prehistoric eagles... And Are they ever going to discuss what happened to the uh, Bardemic? But of course, prehistoric eagles and vultures are much... I don't know. I mean, you think that they'd remember something like that. You run into a guy you met during it. Talk about it! He's actually the ancestor of the modern-day Golden Eagle. Now, like I told you guys when we met in Half Moon Bay, these prehistoric eagles and vultures actually attain... Attack caveman. W T F. I. Caveman sex. Caveman sex. <laughs> Admittedly, those are more convincing bird kills, even though the birds are just as fake. Yes, they are. And some actually flew in, got stuck, and drowned and died. But what's really fascinating about this tar is not only does it totally preserve the bird skeleton, but it also preserves the blood vessels and the DNA. Whoa. Well, I've got to go. I'm speaking at the next session of the conference. It was nice seeing you all again. Guess the movie's letting us breathe. More padding after that three minutes of insanity. Can't afford the Beach Boys? No problem.
Did you know that Catalina Islands where Norma Jean lived with a Navy husband before she came Marilyn Monroe? Really? Wait, didn't Natalie Wood die here in some kind of an accident? Yeah, she did. You know, all the lead cast in Rebel Without a Cause died young. Keep win off James Wikipedia. Natalie Wood at 43. Even the supporting cast, Sal Mineo died at 37. I guess for some actors, dying young is the price you pay for stardom. I think he's saying he's going to kill her. I really hope that I don't die young if I become a star. Me too. After that setup, these characters better die at the end. you on getting the lead role in Sunset Dreams. Thanks. I heard that you got a supporting role. Yeah, yeah, it's my first acting gig, so I'm really excited about it. I know that you'll do great. Hey, um, there was a birdemic. Totally. Acting advice, I'd love to hear it. Of course. I'd love to help. Look, more birds. It's as if they're building towards something. Hey guys, by coincidence, my mother is vacationing in Catalina Island. She's gonna stop by and say hello. Is that alright? Yeah, it's fine. I love you, Mom. Hey, it's the mom! And more pointless cameos. I've seen the first film. These are my friends Bill and Gloria. Hi, Bill. Hi, Gloria. Nice to meet you. Hey, you guys having a good time? Yeah. So, honey, real estate? You ever give any thought to that? I love it here in Catalina. Well, mom, you remember I said I wanted to get into acting instead of modeling, right? The Victoria's Secret job didn't work out so well, huh? Look, what I'm saying is, have sex. This movie needs more of it. Um, when the right time comes along? When? Uh, in time? Anyways, please stay and have dinner with us. I would love to. Yeah, Mom, stay. Fun. We just share for you. Yeah, we'll get you a gin, uh, gin and tonic. Good. Okay, that sounds great. This guy! The checklist keeps rolling. Don't have Wayne Brady? No problem. Hmm, doesn't quite have the same ring as hanging out with the family. No, this is Landon Dahl. And why is the mom dancing at an implied rave? I guess that candy they gave her is taking effect. The dancing is so much worse here. Unsynchronized clapping. Oh, oh wait, that, that's applause. Wait, what? Surely these characters are realizing they're in a time loop, right? Like a Hangover 2 time loop. We are 40 minutes into the movie, by the way. Look at that. Words Grandma Day
And on cue, the hotel sex scene. Wait, excuse me, motel sex. Sure. Oh, God, this is Home Alone level making the same movie. Well, gonna give him credit for this. The sex scene has more sex. Yeah, air quote sex. It's gonna have to count. God, you really weren't joking on that humping bit, were you? Nope, I just believed. And bam! On cue. Yep! Blood rain! Because... There is an explanation, at least. I'll give that. And, uh... Nope, not a sunny day in real life. Yeah, because blood rain negates the effects of tar. Caveman zombies. I saw it, you saw it. <laughs> At least that caveman boning scene didn't go to waste. Oh, look at all those people in the background, panicking. Sunset Dreams, scene 27, take 3. And action! To love somebody is to want to be with that person. Forever. Forever? And cut! That was good. Hey, the killer birds aren't supposed to be on set till 3. You aren't being clever bringing back the hangers. Hey, we all carry guns in the film business. Well, yeah, the great infinite ammo guns. I'm a murder you! Wow. Yeah, this closely resembles a slasher film. Actually true. Good job on the realism there. dead, Jim. She's dead. I'm not quite dead, sir. Draws reference. 
Why? Oh, bite me. Did you notice that bullets are evenly cleaving birds in half? Well, hey, if the birds can explode on impact with the ground, I guess anything's possible. Birds are racking up. Quite a kill count. Yeah, kudos to that, actually. Oh god, no. The effect is not a cracked camera lens. You're just superimposing a shot of trees. happened before? No, but you talked a lot about solar panels. Look, the birds are flying away. Oh, hi, James Wynn. It's not obvious that's supposed to be you. Wait, see if anyone's still left alive. I already checked. Everyone is dead. I'm pretty sure that guy's alive. Oh, no, no shut up. He's dead, too. I saw in the news last week that thousands of birds had died and fallen out of the sky in Arkansas. And even more birds had died in a small northern coastal California town called Half Moon Bay. Half Moon Bay? We were there! Is the rain in Half Moon Bay had turned red. I feel like I'm in a movie. <clears throat> in fact, my next script will be about birds attacking Hollywood. Great idea. Let's go that way. Let's go. Okay, credit to the music. It is mimicking Bernard Herrmann. Yeah. Mimicking, using without permission, it's the same difference. Is he dead? Is he breathing? He's dead. But is he breathing? Dead, dead, dead. Someday you'll be dead. killed everybody. Oh Jesus, God. the eye candy in this film is shameless. Yeah. Why are the birds attacking? I wish I knew the answer to that. Maybe it's global warming. Global warming? Yeah. A few years ago, Rod and I were attacked in a small town called Half Moon Bay. Oh, oh, they finally mentioned it. Look, they did it. It has to be global warming. Yeah. I love Moore's delivery here. She's very clearly not happy. Yeah. It's like she said it in the most sarcastic voice. Yeah. I'd be fed up if I were her too at this point. Hey, I know you. You're that tree hugger. Yes. We met in the forest. Yes. But I really? Barking hell, him again. And look at the ADR work. That day, there was a forest fire that burned and destroyed everything. Look at the decimation of global warming, what it's done to the forest and the trees. They're all dead. You see, Rod, I didn't want to leave the forest. But then I stayed too long, and the smoke from the fire made me sick. Coughing, I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep, that's fire. Yep, it's destroying everything. It is. Brass is inflammable. That's how I met Annie. And now she's my lovely wife. We have a baby girl. Congratulations. Thanks. But aren't you two known as the No Admitting Family to the public? Yes, we have a TV reality show called The No Admitting Family. Yes, I saw you guys on TV the other day. Yeah, because everyone in LA is either on TV or in movies, even our bums. A reality show called The No Emitting Family, because my husband, Tom here, is so pro-environmental. The show documents everything that we do that's green. That means no CO2 emitting, uh, all non-polluting activities, and... Uh, Jimmy, it's a bit light to cram this in. ...vegetables, and we only buy goods. And um, actually, we're really big fans of the iPad and e-books, because they're just cutting down too many trees to make books, you know? Yeah, fuck those Apple Chinese factory workers. Our trees are safe. Right. Toilet paper is made from trees. Trees are cut down to make toilet paper. In fact, we haven't used toilet paper in many years. <laughs> I'm not even addressing the scene anymore. It's just too stupid. Yes, but they don't seem to bother us, probably because we live a uh, green, non-emitting lifestyle. Well, it was nice seeing you guys again, and your family. You guys, let's go. Let's get out of here. We're environmentally friendly. Now everyone into the RV. They're dead. They're dead. All dead. Better than Star Trek. Hell yeah. Inner city, so of course they have heavy weaponry. That whiny sign suggests danger. Yep, no Burdimics out here. shortcut through the cemetery yeah that's a great idea because shortcut through the cemetery always equals safe those birds should really see a urologist red is not a normal color hey Zombies! Because why not? Hey look, there's some people over there. We should stop and help them. Hello? Need hey. help? Over here! Whoa guys, there's something wrong with them. They're zombies. Stop, don't move! Don't come any closer! Run away. Okay, this is misnamed. It should be called Dead Demic. Yeah.
up that zombie nectar to death. He went to death face. I drive by jerking the wheel, don't you? Of course. We should have brought Jessica with us. No, she's dead. She was bitten by that zombie. We would have brought her, she would have infected all of us. Yeah, well, he's right. Hey, we should go in that zoo. There might be people in there. Wait, wait, wait. The last time we took a detour is through that cemetery. And do you remember what happened? Okay, even the film is pointing out how stupid it is. Again. Look, it's just a zoo. There might be people in there that need our help. Yes, but what if the animals try to attack us? We can defend ourselves. We have guns. Okay, but if something happens, I'm going to be doing the driving. The Mobius strip of recursion that is Birdemic goes on. They have soupals! Can I help you something? Yeah, are you aware that the birds are attacking people? Yes, but they do not attack us. Because I understand why they are attacking. Why? Because all the animals in the zoo are getting sick from disease. I think global warming might have something to do with it. Okay, he's not even trying with the environmentalism. His heart is gone from it. Yeah, no, no. Look, look at more space. She's like, nope, not giving you the time of day on that bullshit. Yes, this zoo is powered by solar energy. All the zoo vehicles are electric powered. The birds attack. The Arctic is melting at an accelerated rate. of civilization to be underwater. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it was nice meeting you. Guys, this is the road. Hey, Ron, look, there's people right here. We should stop and see if they need any help. Okay. Are you okay? Caveman zombies, because why not? Why, why aren't they boning? They're not in mood. <laughs> Oh, they're hanging them with bones, so I guess oh God, technically they are voting them. Ha! 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 Okay. This music suggests a much more exciting scene. Yeah, it does. Hotel up there. Maybe they have some gas. What about that gas station over there? No, hotel. You know this film had value. It was shot in Pasadena. Birdemic getting you down. Grab a Pepsi. No, grab a Coke from a Pepsi machine.
Yay, the director got killed. Face down in a pool. Oh, fuck you! Just like in Sunset Boulevard. Well, we killed the director. Our job here is done. Wait, no, no, no. He's not. He's not ending it on this. Yep, looks like so. Oh, come on, those birds aren't flying away. They're holding still. Some effects, guy. They're like, no, you're not going out this easy. I'll give the original film credit. At this point in the film, they had the characters watching from a beach as the birds flew away. This is just the birds flying away into a Hollywood sign. I get it. So in the Birdemic universe, Birdemic never gets made. Actually, I'd say it's a happy ending. That was it. Okay. Points for a reprise? I guess. Ah, this this even failed to wrap up the loose ends left by the last movie. I'm sitting here in awe. Yeah, and what the fuck was with the Jaws references? I don't know. Oh, 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 I got a fish productions. <sighs> fuck. This wasn't 80 minutes. Yeah, well, at least it wasn't two hours like the first film. I don't know if the film is actually two hours, but at least felt like it. I uh, checked. The first film was 95 minutes. Uh. Okay, what the hell was that? I didn't even have time to finish my energy drink. My verdict? Yeah, he was on the joke. No, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. He made new errors, too. Look, credit due, he fixed some, but he made even more mistakes. Yeah. And with that, the credits finally finished. Ugh. Verdemic 2. Jesus. There's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot to go on in this film. There is. I think the best place to start is by pointing out the obvious big flaw that this movie has. Which is, this movie is the same movie as the first one. Yeah. Beat for clumsy beat. Uh, I mean, I, I hesitate to say he tried... I guess in his estimation he kind of did. I don't know. I mean, this is this is exactly like Tommy Wiseau trying to remake the room with him getting it. I don't get the feeling that James Wynn has that same insanity driving him, though. No, no, not really. I mean, caveman sex is a little insane. It's Well, it's more random than insane, but it's like, okay. I think he just wrote it as he did location scouts around L.A. That's my theory. Yeah. Like, oh, the, the La Brea Tar Pits. Uh, oh, I know. Let's have zombie cavemen. And, and by, by writing it for the first half of the movie, you mean plug scenes from the first movie into this one. Right. Scenes and characters. I think everybody that was in the first film is back. Yes, they are. Well, except for except for the uh, sister of the uh, boy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The uh, the other couple. Yeah, she was um, killed. That's right. There's some consistency points there, at least. Yeah, like but like you kept saying, yeah, you know, they they don't even mention the pandemic, like on the first, like you'd think after going through that experience, 
that, you know, going to a bird museum, they'd be like, oh, geez, I don't want to go to a bird museum. I've had enough of birds for one lifetime. Yeah, there is no, there's no sense that the first movie mattered to these characters. No. Their best friends were killed by birds. There's nothing. No. There's, there's no, there's no mention, there's no inkling that this ever happened except for that one mention like toward the end and that was so inconsequential it's just as if well yep it uh it it happened but it didn't seem to affect these characters because they don't seem to have any inner life no pretty much and also i think since they're in hollywood and trying to get a movie made their motivations and or life choices changed like, wasn't he in insurance or something? Or real estate in the first film? Computer software. <sighs> but now he's ultra-rich, and uh, and by he, I should stress, we mean uh, the wonderfully named Rod. Rod. <laughs> and boy, he acts like it. Yeah. He's, he's a bland Rod. Yes. He's, he's as intelligent as an inanimate carbon one. <laughs> And, and, yeah, the mother's back. Just, she doesn't, she, why is she there? Well, hell, I'll go you one better. Why are Rod and Natalie in this? That's true. You're, you're right. They should not be in here. He should have gotten new characters. Like, he could have replaced them with new characters, and it would not have mattered. I, I feel like we need to pause and explain something to people who have not seen these two films, which is, the main characters from the first film are in it as supporting characters. Right. They're in it throughout. They're from the beginning until the end. But yeah, they are the secondary characters. They're major characters, but they're supporting characters. And that is an interesting mistake that the guy makes. Because they are just as vestigial as could be. Yeah. They are not necessary. Because, you know, what kind of sequel do you want to make? There are a couple ways you could go about it. One, uh, you could have the same characters, which most sequels do. Uh, or you could have the sequel that is... Mostly when they do this in Hollywood, it's a twenty or t- 10 or 20 years later sequel where they can't get the original cast. But, you know, ha- have a spiritual sequel where the same thing happens with the same forces behind it, but to different people. And this, I think, tried to split the difference, and it failed. Because this is, in some ways, a horror movie. Have the same situation happen to a new batch of characters. Right, exactly. Maybe bring in the original main characters for a cameo, but and kill them off is usually what they would do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they should have. They should have. But as it stands, they're just here as friends and, you know... They essentially serve the same role as cannon fodder for another horror movie, except that they're not even killed. Yeah, this is another instance of Wynn really didn't know what he was doing. No. And in their place, they've been replaced with these new main characters who are completely uninteresting and completely almost identical, really. Yeah. Yeah, except with the guise of movie making. I will admit, this movie did have some funny parts. Of course it did. Like, in, intended funny parts. Yes, it did. It, it did, indeed. Yeah. Um, so, props to that. But those parts really had nothing to do with satirizing the first film. 
which I th- no. which I think indeed he was trying to do. You know, I think he was trying to do it, but I don't think he had any idea how to do it. No. He doesn't make the jokes you would expect about it. No, no. Yeah, I made the, the comparison to Gremlins 2, and we have, you know, we did talk about Gremlins 2 a bit in the horror cast. You know, the way he did it, the way Joe Dante did it, was, well, he actually made it, you know, as we mentioned, as a, as a fuck you to the studio. It's like, you want a sequel? I'll give you, I'll give you a damn sequel. Yeah, and he had something to say about the original movie. Right, about his original movie. And, uh, you know, and I, I point to the, you know, to the Santa Claus bit in the first film. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. Mom called the office. No answer. Police began a search. I went to try to light up the fire, and that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. He satirizes that by, in the sequel, giving her an equally absurd speech. Can't give up now. Washington didn't give up. Lincoln didn't give up. Please. What's wrong? Don't mention Lincoln. Something terrible happened to me one year on Lincoln's birthday. I was six or seven, and... I remember I had the day off from school, and Mom had let me go to the park. This man with his honey, beard um, and a hat looked just like Abe Lincoln. Honey, I really don't think we've got time for this now, you know? He, I remember, come oh, on. God, he said, hello, little girl. Honey, come on. But, but, but here's another thing, though. You're, you're hitting on a reason that he could go in and do a satire of the first movie in the first place, which is that the first movie was satirical in its own right. That's true. That's true. And was funny and wonderful. I, I love Gremlins. We've already talked about it before, but yeah. But yeah, that, that's true. And so that does lend itself to self-parody. Yeah, but this this wasn't that. I don't know. Am I, uh, am I glad this exists? I don't know. I really don't. No, I, I really don't either. Because, you know, I'll tell you one thing that I noticed that he did play up big time in this one. The eye candy. Yeah. There are a lot... There's lots of TNA in this. Yeah. I, I will say this. I have no idea how Wynn pulls it off, but he does get attractive women for his movies. He does. I mean, it's it's L.A. I have to assume that he lives there, uh, or else, you know, he probably couldn't have shot this movie the way he did. Because it, you know, it does it does give a a familiarity or like a, a knowledge of the L.A. area. Yeah, I will give him that. It does feel like a movie made by someone who knows the L.A. area. Um, yeah, not just a tourist. So, so I have to imagine that he does know quite a few uh, actresses, or at least has access to yeah some attractive people. But yeah, geez, the thrill is gone. I mean, that's the only way to really put it. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because he advertised this as a from from Jane's win master of romantic thrillers. Yeah, he's got that uh, trademarked, I think. <sighs> really? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, okay then. Not like anyone else is gonna use it. No, no, no. Uh, even the people who do them well uh, don't. They know better. They have to, and 
I don't, I don't even know how to react to that idea. Um, one, one thing I wanted to also point out is we, we talk a lot in the riff about the Jaws references. Yeah. What was with that? You know what my guess is? What's that? I think he just saw Jaws for the first time before making this movie. You know, that could be. And he, he liked it so much. And he thought to himself, I'll bet nobody else has referenced this movie before. That's right. That's some bad hat, Harry. Which is the name of Brian Singer's production company. That's right. Kevin Smith is a gigantic fan as, and has included references in many of his films. Oh yeah, very well, I might add. Yeah, I mean, Smith understands the film. In this movie, it's just blatant rip-offs and references that don't mean anything. Like, yeah, and the, I'm sorry. All the birds' references pissed me off. It's, you know, they're standing on Tippy Hedder and Star... You know, they have a bird's poster in the back. The bird's poster in the background would have been enough. It would have been subtle. It would have been clever. You know, just that one thing in the background that people don't know will pick up on. It's like, okay. But no, he just, it, it was, it was fucking nailed into your skull. That was one of the first scenes too. And that was really annoying because it was like, look, we know you love the birds. You made an unofficial remake of it. Right. And we know that you know that we know, you know, that that, that was an unofficial remake. And the guy on the bridge talking about, oh, the lovebirds. It's like, oh, fuck. Come on. Yeah, okay. I, I got away from this, but let's get back to the fact that everybody was crammed in on this one. Yeah. Guy on the bridge. The Wayne Brady look-alike. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the mom showing up was the most confusing of all. Although she's been in all of, uh, Wynn's films. She's in his, uh, other film that he did before this. By which I mean, actually I mean before Birdemic. Uh, there was a before Birdemic? There is a movie b before Birdemic. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> we'll share the link to, uh... Phalus slash Obscurus Lupa's review that they did of it. Uh, it's also a it's also a romantic thriller, so uh, it seems fitting that it's reviewed by an actual real life couple. So yeah, <laughs> is it uh, replica? No, this one is Julian. I Jack. forget what the. Yes, that's the one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, their review of it is great. Oh, jeez. As always is the policy of the film room, we like to cite people that uh, do work that we like. Yes, so. yes, other f fellow reviewers. Yes, so yeah, their their review of it's great. It's very funny. So she's in it, for no reason, at a nightclub. Yeah. Well, okay, it's weird, because it's almost like set up as a rave type situation. Even though it's the most boring rave ever filmed. Club scum felt more unsettling that's a reference out there that's a reference out there for all of our hobgoblins fans <laughs> yeah at least at least with that it really did feel scummy and or uh of the tone that the movie was trying to make yeah here it's just okay for some reason they're at a uh well again it's supposed to be a nightclub but you've got a uh you've got a guy who's singing music that is in no way nightclub f feeling no God, even the even the song he sings in the first film isn't a nightclub feeling. No, but uh, and I should we we've got to identify the guy. Damien Carter is his name. Okay, yeah, the guy that uh, sings. Yeah, 
you know, I'm not bothered that he's back. Yeah. In all honesty, he he is not bad. I mean, he's not bad. I mean, that for, that both songs are kind of cheesy, but, you know, it's not like ear-shredding. No, he comes by them honestly. Right, right. But seriously, in this club, shouldn't they be performing trance music? Shouldn't it be trance music playing? They should have Skrillex playing, yeah. But they do make a reference to the fact that it's an environmentally friendly place, and it just doesn't work. No. Oh, God, an environmentally friendly nightclub? That'd be terrible. Please. That'd be the most awkward nightclub ever. I don't know. It's just a weird... That's such a weird scene, that one. Yeah, the tree hugger's back. We knew he was going to be back. Mm. His wig is still awful. His his was probably, I feel, the most wedged in. I mean, the guy on the, yeah. the guy on the bridge was pretty damn wedged in because he's back and he's on a bridge over all the tar pits and he's just randomly there and gives another speech. This guy, why is he there and why does he have Apple products? I don't know. I have no idea why he was there. I mean, I, again, I wasn't necessarily bothered be, because I knew that they were going to be doing the cramming in. But man, yeah, what was that? What was he doing there? Yeah, it's like, oh, my my home burned down, so I moved here, and it's always oh, great. And we use paperless technology because uh, it saves the trees, man. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, it saves the trees, the renewable resource, but, you know, we're going to burn a lot of non-renewable resources right. uh, to power our digital world. Right, exactly. Uh yeah, anybody who seriously, like, cares about stuff like that realizes that paper is one of the most renewable resources on Earth and that really, it, just no, no, no. That Then you've got that scene at the zoo. And man, that's, I noted it in the riff, but man, didn't it feel like Wynn just didn't care about the environment this time? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, credit to First Birdemic. Like, it it really hammers in the environmental message, but at least the environmental message was there. Uh, this was just, yeah, the environmental stuff was crammed uh, in just for the fact that it was in the first film. And really, he was concentrating more on, again, the bird deaths and, you know, again, trying to mimic the first film and, uh, you know, putting in more crazy shit. Yeah. Like blood rain cavemen zombies. That said, I did love the crazy shit. Yeah, the crazy shit was kinda nice actually. Like he it felt like he delivered a little more there. It's like, oh zombies, okay. Like the first appearance of the cavemen was like, what the fuck is that? What is that? And then he they make a return and it's like, okay, I get it. He was building towards something there. Yeah, because for those who've not seen the first film, that second half is in is just Again, it's like you're pulling teeth trying to get through it. Yeah. Because there's no variance whatsoever. In this one, he really throws everything against the wall. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny you mention that, because this film almost feels the opposite. Like, the first part you're just trudging through, and then when the Birdemic happens, then it actually starts to get good. You're right. It, yeah. It's an interesting mirror image, isn't it? That is weird. I never I never thought about that before now, but yeah. I mean, because the first half is so much checking off boxes from the first movie. Yeah. It's amazing 
how much he just crams through the first movie. But again, and I think part of the problem with this new version of that first half is that he's better as a filmmaker. Yeah, he is. I will give him that. And he did shoot digital with this one, too. So the film does look better. It looks better. Sound levels are much better mixed. Yeah, on the part that he's, you know, not intentionally screwing them up. He discovered what a medium shot is? Yeah, actually. That was disappointing. It was like he discovered that you can have a conversation going on in, you know, in a two-shot. Or, you know, have multiple people talking at the same time in a shot. Yeah. Because, again, in the first movie, all it was was just ping-pong. Yeah, pretty much. If you've ever watched the Plinkett reviews of the Star Wars prequels, he covers that pretty well. The scenes typically have the blocking of a soap opera, something that's shot for efficiency reasons rather than artistic. It's fairly apparent he just wants to get these scenes out of the way to get us back to the action. When we have a scene that starts with characters walking, they'll usually slow down and then stop. Then we'll go to what's called shot, reverse shot. Basic over-the-shoulder camera angles of two people talking to each other. This is the most basic and simplistic way to shoot dialogue scenes. Yeah, Wynn discovered that, hey, he can he can actually uh, change it up a bit and uh, have co- shoot conversations interestingly. Yeah, it, it is a much better looking film. He does a better job of using his locations. Again, as we mentioned, it feels like an L.A. that feels lived in. Yes, yeah, exactly. Even if the people living there aren't aware that there's a pandemic going on. No. And by the way, we've got to address another thing, which is the movie-making stuff in it. (sighs) That was unbearable. Okay, if you're going to do a movie within a movie, you better make sure that it sounds like a movie that people would watch. What What was the movie called again? Sunset Dreams? Sunset Dreams. <sighs> I would not watch that. No, it sounds boring and horrible. It sounds like one of those scripts that people write because they're really writing about themselves. Right. They think their life is fascinating. Exactly. And it's per- it's personal, man. And here's a secret. Nobody cares about you as much as you. No. It's funny because the last movie that the two of us just saw in theaters was a personal passion project that the director had fought for years to get on the screen. Yeah. But but you know what the big difference was? That had an awesome premise that you couldn't wait to see on the big screen. Uh, Namely, how do you escape from space? Right. Uh, We just saw Gravity. Oh, yes. I'm going to see it again on Saturday. I'm going to bring my dad Oh, that's going to be great. Uh, I, I have another point about that film that I want to make, but I'll bring it up in a, at a later moment. Uh, right. But, I mean, yeah, he, you know, Alfonso Cuaron fought his ass off to get that movie made because it was awesome, because that was actually an awesome premise. In this movie, this guy is fighting to get made a personal story that you're just sitting there going, I wouldn't watch this shit. No. Like, oh yeah, a movie has never been made from the indie perspective. No. That's like every other movie ever made. Mm -hmm. And every other script ever written, because everybody's going through that in Hollywood. I'm sorry. No. And you can make really damned good movies about it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
to a strong degree, Zack and Mary make a porno is very much Kevin Smith riffing on his experiences making Clerks, including a lot of details. Yeah, it is, actually. We do rail on that a bit in the Smith cast, but you gotta give that credit. It is, it does feel at least personal. Those scenes I really did like. I, I really yeah. enjoyed those scenes, and um, I cared about them. I had other issues with the movie, but that, but the filmmaking stuff was interesting. Yeah. Here, when, and the saddest part is, Wynn knows about this material. He has interesting stories to tell about this material. He can't figure out how to tell him. I don't know if I posted the, um, how did this get made on the first cast from the blog, but I'm going to on this cast. It's absolutely going to. Again, we, we often reference how did this get made because it's amazing. It's, it's an amazing podcast. Uh, it's, uh, it's funny. And they often do bring on the people that make the movies. Yeah. Or if they can't, they at least bring in a comedian that equally is baffled and or loves the film. Oh, yeah. And they don't, and they bring in top-notch comedians. Yeah. Kristen Shaw. Uh, Patton Oswalt uh, and the director on uh, Punisher Warzone. Yeah. One of my favorite critics, uh, Drew McWeeny, did uh, an episode on toys, and that's a great listen. For the episode that they did on Birdemic, they brought in Whitney Moore. Yeah, who plays the uh, the lead female in the first In film. the first, yeah. And she's still in this one for some reason, and she hates it. Yes. You could tell toward the end. She's miserable, and you feel for her, because you're miserable too. Yeah. And, you know, from what, I haven't heard the cast yet. Shame on me, but um, you know, from what from what you tell me, uh, she sounds like a very charming person in real life. Yeah, she's very she's very likable. She's got a very real presence that even in these movies comes through. I I, I really don't count out the idea that we'll see her in something else. Um, oh yeah, but in this, yeah, in this, she's just oh, she's rolling her eyes at everything. Uh, especially when she has to give that speech where she sums up the first movie. And it's just like, really? Yeah. Ugh, God. I, I know, I know. It's just, it's insane. I will I will give uh, the title this. Birdemic the Resurrection is way better than Birdemic Shock and Terror. Yeah, because, you know, I gotta give them this. A lot of subtitles don't mean a damn thing. This one does. It does, in a few ways, actually. The cavemen, the zombies, the actual birds. Yeah, it's like, okay, there is a resurrection in this. There are three. I'll give it that. It delivered. The yeah. first one did not deliver on the shock and terror. I think it thought it did. It just yeah. didn't even remotely. No. I don't know. Again, I'm just really struck by what a Xerox this movie is. Yeah. It's It's weird. And that goes right right down to that ending, which is just another non-ending. Yeah, it's just the direct the the director surrogate is shot. Uh, he lands face down in a pool. Sunset Boulevard, thank you. And then they just look up to the sky and see the birds flying away into the Hollywood sign. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. And they hold on that shot for a really long time. As they did the first movie. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they hold on this shot for longer. And that's really funny because this movie barely squeaks out 
over 80 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like an hour 19. I mean, it doesn't it 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 feels its length, which is kind of short. Uh like it it went by pretty quickly. I just I find it amazing that he couldn't he could just barely get to feature length. I mean, yeah. This is this is pathetic and it's interesting. The other reason I wanted to bring up Gravity was because that movie also just gets to 90 minutes. Yeah. And you know what? That's as long as it needed to be. It's exactly as long as it needed to be. Uh, it's everything it wanted to say. It got in all the all the drama it could. Everything is pretty much perfect length in there. It's an economical film. It's a movie that gets in what it needs to get in, and you don't feel like there's a wasted second in the film. No. Yeah, again, even even though there are some there's some really long shots in the film. But, but they're packed. Yeah, but all of the all of those seconds in those shots are used. This movie is just padding. This movie is padding deluxe. <sighs> yeah. I guess that's kind of making me now want to veer into a wrap up if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Because it's just this movie it's amazing to me that the first movie is such an incompetent film, but it's so fascinating to pick apart. This movie Again, I compared it to Hangover 2. It really is on that level of you just didn't try. No. You didn't try and or care. You just wanted to squeeze some more money out of the people that liked the first film. My theory is that James Wynn really wanted to make Sunset Dreams. Yeah. And by God, he should if he wants to. He, but he couldn't get the money for it, so of course he makes Birdemic 2 instead because he can get the money for that. Yeah. And there's interest. I mean, um, our, our copy was paid for, so he got that. I guess overall, I don't regret giving no guy money for this, but at the same time, I don't think he should have made it. He shouldn't have made it. He should have let lightning stay in a bottle. Yeah, more, more of a spark. His shitty miracle should have stood alone. But you know... I want to give this cast a happy note. So I'm going to ask you, do you think there's ever been a time that filmmakers have captured lightning in a bottle a second time? Mmm. I can name one where they captured lightning in a bottle a third time. Maybe Back to the Future, but that's just my personal favorite. I think so. I think, I think you can make a good argument for that because they were in a situation with Back to the Future where they had no idea what to do with the sequel. Right. And imagination took over, and they really did come up with something interesting there. Oh, yeah. No, Back to the Future 2 and 3 are not like the first movie, but they do feel like logical byproducts. It's like, okay, they went in a different direction, and Zemeckis still made good movies. Yeah. It helps that they made Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the downtime. Yeah, that really does keep your creativity up. And yeah, what's really funny about uh, you know mentioning Back to the Future in that context is that those are films where the sequels did repeat uh, beats from the first film, but you know what that was appropriate because it was about time travel. It was about like the sequels at least were about helping Marty not make the same mistakes through life that he always has. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, so it was entirely appropriate, and they absolutely knew what they were doing when they did that, by having, like, each movie a cafe scene 
and then having like a ch a chase around the square after. I mean, so so it was entirely appropriate in those movies, and that's how you do that right. That is. But yeah, uh, what's 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 yours? My pick for the time that they actually managed to do it is Toy Story. Oh yeah, the trilogy. I mean, because here's the thing: Toy Story itself is a unique film that is just you know it's 18 years old at this point. It remains such a great motion picture. It holds up. It's still funny. It's still exciting. And they risked a lot by doing a sequel because surely there was no way on earth that they could then go in and make a worthy companion piece. And actually, the sequel was originally planned to go direct to video. Really? Yeah, and they looked at it and realized, gee, this is too good to go direct to video. This is theater quality. Yeah. And they were right. They were right um, because they did pull off something worthy with that one. So yeah, they recaptured lightning in a bottle uh, for the first time with the, with the second one. And then they took a giant risk and did the third one. I have to tell you, the third one, like I, I liked the second one so much. So yeah, the third one's 11 years later. They, when they came out with it, I was so skeptical of it just because like it's not like i was expecting it to be bad because it is pixar and they do generally know what they're doing but it's like man if you guys are going to do this you've got a lot to live up to and they pulled it off oh they totally did it's my favorite of the three they really and truly with these three movies managed to make three powerful poignant films that yes do repeat some beats but it, it never feels like they're just going back and doing it through the motions. It's like, okay, this is logical. This is what would happen. You saved our lives. We are eternally grateful. Yes. Well, they like they used that to pay it off. They actually used oh, that shit, to pay yeah. off a beat. That was brilliant. And because those movies wind up forming a thematic idea. There, there's an idea running through those films. I want to, I'm staying away from superhero movies because those are built to be serialized. But I really do feel like, with you know, again, if you look at the Toy Story movies, there's a situation where, yeah, they manage to recapture the magic. And I love those movies. I, I love, and I've loved the shorts that have come afterwards. Mm, yeah, those are nice. I think they're playing out of four. I don't know. I kind of hope they don't, but... I think the shorts are a more appropriate avenue for that because yeah. then you could have little adventures with uh, slight spoilers on Toy Stories with, with Bonnie's room and Bonnie's toys and their new home. It's just nice getting to play in that world. Yeah, just a little more. So, yeah, you know, it is important to stress that, yes, you can do good sequels. We just, for Demick 2, they just couldn't recapture lightning in a bottle. No, no, no. He did improve upon a couple things. Those in themselves are enough to for some redemption. But you know, those those they shouldn't have been a sequel though. They should have been their own standalone film. Yeah, you should go on and make your own ideas. It, it's like when I hear the idea of Inception two floated. I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't want. No, I don't want to do that. Shit, no, we've been there. Like it's it's such a nice wrap up uh, that doesn't need to be done. No. I mean, you know, people who think that it's a good idea to go back in and see the director uh, deal in the universe again, 
should be forced to watch Prometheus. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I know that some of you out there are going to hear that and go, yeah, Prometheus is a great movie. You're wrong. So wrong. You're you're just wrong, but that's that's all that I have to say about that. If you are coming at us from iTunes, you can find us on our blog at thefilmroom.podbean.com. We post all the supplemental material there, and uh, it's it's the main source for the cast. Uh, you, you can find us on the Twitters. Uh, we are at filmroomcast. We post lots of film-related stuff there. All film all the time, including updates and whatnot. You can find us on Facebook. The URL for that is facebook.com slash thefilmroom. Yeah, we post reviews of stuff we've seen. We post movie news. Uh, we post, of course, updates. Like us. Like us! And let's see. Oh yeah, I skipped over our personal Twitters. Uh, I am at Primitive Man PRD. Austin is at Untitled User. You can email us with um, either show suggestions or fan mail or hate mail if you're so inclined. Or, or you know, correct us on anything or, you know, whatever. Send us all that stuff at filmroompodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening this year, uh, our inaugural year, and uh, we, we really appreciate you. We still have lots of ideas to get out. We have so many ideas. Continue on for another year. Indeed. So, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. I'm loving Hollywood. I'll never be alone. Okay, I'm gonna make a super cut of all the times they say dead. 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 She's dead. They're all dead. She's dead. They're all dead. She's dead. They're dead. She's dead. Everyone is dead. Is he dead? They're all dead. They're dead. He's dead. He's dead. Dead, dead, dead. Someday you'll be dead.